Hello guys, welcome back. If you're new here, my name is Jackie. Hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all getting ready for these holidays. I'm actually really excited for Thanksgiving. This is my first Thanksgiving being a vegetarian and we're cooking a vegetarian Thanksgiving. So that should be fun. I'll let you guys know how that turns out. <laughs> how are you guys enjoying the cold weather? I love sweater weather. The colder seasons are my favorite, but every year they come around and I remember how cold it really gets here. We're from California. We don't get 25 degree mornings like we do in North Carolina, but we should be getting used to it because in less than two months, we're moving to Washington state, which is even colder. But anyway, Today I want to talk to you guys about the roots of obstacles in relationships. I actually got this idea because me and my wife were going through a bit of a rough patch. But with any relationship, this is something that happens. Don't worry, we're okay, we're learning a lot, and we're still going strong. But I want to focus on the actual reasons why these obstacles happen and why these issues have more to do with the individuals in these relationships rather than the relationship itself. We sometimes think we have to change our partners to be what we need, but what we don't see is that they are not meeting their own expectations and that is where the work needs to begin. I'm gonna share with you guys an example of how I check on my mental weight and how I work on the things that are not letting me move forward within myself and within my relationship. These are all based on my experiences and my situation, which may not be identical to anyone else's, but hopefully this gives hope or helps someone if they're going through a similar situation. With all that being said, welcome to The Pendulum Swing, a podcast about life, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, and finding happiness in the in-between. <laughs> By the way, my wife said she was going to make a beat for my podcast, and I'm still waiting on it, so let's put her on the hot seat. Babe, I'm waiting. Love you. <laughs> I want to first show you guys where our foundations may be hurting and therefore, by default, our relationships suffer. Let's start by closing our eyes, if you can, and in your mind, paint an image of yourself. Now add shackles to all four of your extended limbs, both your hands and both your feet. Let's make the shackle on the left foot represent trauma. The shackle on the right foot represent fear. The shackle on your right hand represent bad perception of self. And the shackle on your left hand represent people's perception of you. Now imagine multiple weights attached to all four shackles and every weight represents an effect caused by the specific topics. So let's begin with the left foot representing trauma. Trauma can be abandonment, neglect, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, so on. Now think about what those traumas have brought to your life. And what characteristics are from your traumatized self and not really who you are. A lot of people have bad habits due to trauma and say, that's just how I am. That's how I've always been. That's just me. But these habits can be changed by constant self-love, self-help, and also outside help if necessary. 
So let's talk about a few traumas like sexual abuse, neglect, and abandonment. Let's break those down and start identifying the weight that you are carrying due to these traumas. Sexual abuse may cause, but is not limited to dissociation, numbing, anger, closed off so you won't be hurt again, no empathy, keeping feelings to yourself. Abandonment may cause, but is not limited to clinginess, overextending of yourself, overthinking, controlling, feeling unworthy, and having the everybody leaves mentality. Neglect may cause, but is also not limited to no compassion, no empathy, no understanding of love, no sympathy. These examples are based on some of the things I've experienced and I have seen in other people. Not all fit one. We are all different and respond to trauma in various ways. Okay, now that you've heard these, if you have any trauma, and it can be any of these or any different ones, how much weight are you carrying from your trauma? For example, I'll share mine, which is abandonment. As I've mentioned before, due to experiencing abandonment at an early age, I used to carry clinginess, overextending myself, overthinking, feeling unworthy, and having an everyone leaves mentality. Now I only carry controlling. I'm controlling of my environment, probably half of what I was before. There can be a sweater out in the living room most of the time, but when my controlling side comes out, that's whatever becomes a problem. Certain things out of order bother me. That's how my controlling side works. I'm not controlling of my wife. That's not what I'm saying. If I were saying that, that would be abuse. So in my case, I had six weights on my left foot. Clinginess, overextending myself, overthinking, feeling unworthy, having an everyone leaves mentality, and controlling. And now I only have one, which is controlling. So imagine five of those weights I have already worked through. Now my load is way more manageable. And we can all do that. If we start paying attention to what triggers our sadness, our anger, our outburst, or our depression. The way I've worked on these issues is by giving them space to be expressed and giving them love. And being able to explain what triggers these feelings to myself and my wife. And I think by doing so, it helps you focus on how to make these situations better for yourself and for the people around you. This weight metaphor is a perfect way to identify what issues are subconsciously weighing us down when they're not being taken care of. And they're not letting us move forward in our lives. Now we're moving on to the right foot, which represents all of our fears. The fear of not being good enough, the fear of your life not meaning anything, the fear of taking risks, the fear of failing, and the fear of the unknown. If you have a fear of not being good enough, narrow down what you are doing in your life or what has been done in the past that makes you feel that way and work on that. If you have a fear of your life not meaning anything, make your life count every day. And that is as simple as having kind and genuine interactions with people. If you have a fear of taking risks, ask yourself, are you more afraid of taking a risk and failing and knowing you had the courage and will to do it? Or are you more afraid of living a life full of what ifs and regret? For me, I'm more afraid of sitting on my talents. Because since I was young, I used to tell my mom, I'm going to be rich one day. 
And at this point in my life, I'm 90% there. Because what I didn't know was that my riches are the knowledge of life that I've acquired in my 31 years of life. And again, I used to have all of these fears that I just mentioned until I said, I'm here for a reason. If something goes wrong, I will learn from it, but I won't let it cripple me. I've told my wife, if I go blind, I know I would figure it out. When I told my mom this, <laughs> she called me crazy. But I told her, if I had any other response to an obstacle in my life, I would be saying I wasn't capable of learning a different way of living. But we are capable of anything. If the evils of this world have doubts about our capabilities and want to keep us oppressed, why would we help them? Isn't it more fun to prove them wrong? We sometimes face the hardest battles just to prove that everything is possible no matter your situation. No matter how deep your fears are, you can overcome anything and that is the power of our mind. Believing you can live the life you want regardless of the situation is true happiness and true peace. Now let's move on to your right hand, which represents bad self-perception. So all the negative things you think about yourself. That's going to be bad self-talk, no self-support, body shaming, mind shaming, and no forgiveness for self, and so many more. All of these things weigh us down in our life, so we need to start trying to work through them in order to have a healthier mind and a healthier outer world. I used to do all of those five. I was my worst enemy. But why would we shame the body we created with our eating habits and with our lifestyle? Or why would we shame the mind for the things we chose to do? We can wake up tomorrow and do better. But if you shame yourself and do those things over and over again, that is a choice you are making. We are all human and we make mistakes, but we don't deserve to be punished forever. If someone else doesn't forgive you, you forgive yourself first and move forward with whatever consequences or whatever situation you're in. Remember, if you want to do better, don't do better only if you have somebody else's forgiveness. Do better for you. We deserve to be supportive of ourselves. If no one else supports you, at least you got you. Our minds believe what we tell them. So if you tell them it's fat, it's ugly, it's stupid, it's going to believe you. So why not tell it it's smart, funny, successful, and that at least you're trying the best you can. Become your ally. Remove the hold you have on yourself from yourself. If you stumble, remember you have the tools to overcome the battles in your head. Don't think that a mistake sends you back to square one. It doesn't. It's just a reminder of what you have accomplished and what you can accomplish again with more knowledge and forgiveness for yourself. Speak kindly to yourself. Make that a habit. And lastly, your left hand represents people's perception of you. And I know that at one point in all of our lives, we have cared what people thought about us. It was damn hard not to at one point, I understand. Judgment from others creates judgment for self, self-esteem issues, body dysmorphia, self-doubt, and overly questioning yourself. When you're in a family or in a friend group that makes comments about your weight or certain parts of your body that you didn't even think were a problem before, you start seeing problems. When people in your life repeat negative things to you, you start believing them and self-doubt becomes normal. 
when random people on the street make faces or comments, you start questioning the way you look and your self-esteem takes a hit. A great way that has helped me overcome caring about outside opinions or judgment has been reminding myself not to take criticism from people that are not living a life I want. If someone is not a good person with good intentions for others and is not doing well in life, why would their negative opinions bother me? People project their unhappiness onto others. Someone who is happy does not have time to talk about others in a negative way. When you're happy about your life, you talk about achievements, your goals, you laugh, you look for new experiences, and you try to do your best to be a better human being. So just remind yourself that people that judge are judging because they are unhappy within their own lives. Once you cement that in your brain, people's comments will just be noise because you will know who you are and no one can tell you who you are. Remember, make the supportive voice in your head louder than the outside judgment. Winning the battle in your own head will help you bring harmony to your relationships. I hope that the picture I'm trying to paint makes sense for you guys. The reason I wanted to share this is because I've used this example with my wife a couple times. And I feel like it helps me understand what the issues in my life are that need some time and help. If you now weigh out all the things that are weighing you down, it is easier to start trimming down the baggage. Have you ever woken up and felt like you're carrying the weight of the world? You might as well be. If you're carrying years of unresolved trauma, fears, people's judgment, and your own judgment, you're waking up every day and putting all these weights on and walking through life feeling like a prisoner. It's time you start narrowing down what these things are in your life that need help and need healing. Once you start putting in the work, you will slowly feel the weight of the world coming off your shoulders. Now, the reason I wanted to start with all of that is because now imagine when you get into a relationship, your baggage is not the only one in the room. Now you and your partner share a space whether it be a home or just the space you hang out in. Now you have to be aware of what the other person has shackled to them because you are agreeing to be on a journey with someone else for a better tomorrow for both of you. So your challenges can be different and your traumas can be different, but both of you are agreeing to share the space where these traumas and issues will be unfolding. Your shared space will become the workshop where your issues will get resolved. And that is hard on both sides if either of you are not being understood. And the number one key for a healthy relationship is to genuinely want the other person to be their best self and their happiest self before meeting your needs and expectations. Sometimes we're asking too much from people that are still in the process of learning one thing I say constantly to my wife is give yourself the love you deserve in order for you to give me the love I deserve. We come first in everything. We first need to love ourselves deeply in order to love anyone else the right way. And like I've said before, you don't have to stick it out. You can quit a relationship if it gets too hard, if that's what you choose to. You don't have to stay and help anybody else. In my case, my wife has such a genuine heart but has been hurt so deeply that she shuts down, her system powers off completely, or she goes into fight or flight. She has two extremes in moments of conflict, 
But with time and patience, she has started now to be able to help me in her own way. If you experience trauma for years, your brain learns to cope and it either fights back or shuts down. These are PTSD symptoms and if we choose someone to be our partner, we don't just quit because it gets hard. I'm not going to leave when it stops being easy. Trust me, I've thought about it because it gets really hard. <laughs> like, really hard. But I came here to change the world. I've been too scared to say that before. But if I think I'm capable of making an impact on the world, how crazy would I be to give up on somebody I love just because it gets hard? And the only thing that makes our relationship hard is the imprint the pain, the fear, the trauma, and the outside judgment has left inside of us. And our job now is to locate that pain, locate that fear, and remove it from our lives. And I can also say I'm not an easy partner, have. The smallest things would put me in a mood and I would go silent. And then when she asked me what was wrong, I would lose it and I expected her to know what was wrong. Like I said before, we all deal with trauma differently. We have to be willing to sometimes read between the lines, but also we have to learn to tell our partners exactly what we need instead of expecting them to read our mind. Start telling your partners what their actions are triggering in you. Stop pointing out their flaws. Instead, help them understand what those situations make you feel. Therefore, they can start seeing things through your eyes and vice versa. So you can create a space that feels safe for each other in order to heal from what is really triggering these miscommunications. Relationships are no walk in the park, but they are very rewarding because on the path to becoming better humans, you will learn more about the way others think through your partners. Through my wife, I've learned how to be extremely compassionate for people that I never believed I would be compassionate for. I have learned that trauma shows up in the rudeness of strangers or in the anger of a partner. I learned to understand love differently and understand that some people don't show you love in the way you want it because they're not you. They show you love in the way they know how. Life is an experience and we are here to teach others and learn from others. Hopefully with this weight metaphor, you start seeing yourself and your partners in a different light. And hopefully you get more of an understanding on what areas of your life need some help and need some love. And by helping yourself, you will be helping your relationship be more successful. So let's be more compassionate with ourselves and our partners. We all have baggage we don't talk about. And maybe that's the reason we can't find common ground in our relationships. Ask the tough questions and create a safe space for you and your partner to be fully transparent. Once we heal from the trauma, the judgment, and all the other obstacles in the world, those things will no longer weigh us down. They will become our weapons and our strength, the badge that reminds us what we are capable of. Once we heal from these wounds, instead of holding us down, the scars will be the empowerment we need to light the way for others to do the same. I love you guys, and that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Come back for the next episode. Catch you guys later.